Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. I do launch podcasts, podcastlaunch.pro. Today I want to talk about this topic. Your strategy is showing. So I spent some time, two decades, in the marketing world, digital advertising and marketing. And one of the first guys I worked with, great guy named Matthew, we're still good friends today, out of New York. He brought this content, this, this concept up to me. And it used to be that, you know, when ads were clever before they became, uh, well, not clever anymore, before they became relevant, <laughs> ads had to be clever to get uh, your attention. And many times, if you were selling a product that was uh, not the most exciting thing in the world, like, remember the BASF commercials from a few years ago? BASF. I believe the commercial was, we make the things that make the things that you want work, or some silly little thing like that. A lot of these B2B companies can't really go to market to the general public because the general public doesn't care about the services uh, that they offer. You know, the, the zipper company, the company that sells zippers to Levi Strauss, they got a market, but they have to do it in clever ways so that it's not over, over the top. And sometimes... They don't do a good job of clever, and they let this happen. Their strategy becomes visible. And rather than go through more uh, explanations of what that's like in the advertising world, let's talk about what it's like in the podcasting world. Now, if you are an independent podcast producer and you are the show, you the host, you the person, you are the show, you don't have to worry about this because... You are the show, and that's and that's your that's your strategy. But if you're a business owner, if you're an independent, well, let's say that you are a professional service provider, or you're a small to medium-sized business, or even a great big business, and the services that you offer don't necessarily lend themselves to a podcast. Now, you may want to go super niche and just deal with it. Like I have a client right now that makes its B2B stuff. They make some hardware, the equipment that is boring to every single person on the planet except for the people who need that service. They don't need to worry about, about doing anything other than just that particular show. They talk to the few hundred people that they want to get, and that's fine. But some corporations, some companies, some people with podcast fans are looking at the podcast ecosystem. And they're saying, well, I want to play in that space. I want my company to play in this space, but I don't just want to do a boring brochure. I don't just want to make my podcast my business card. I actually want to do something. And let's take audio drama as an example. Audio dramas, if you haven't listened to audio dramas and podcasts, oh my gosh, are they getting great. We're getting some great uh, writers, some great scripts are being developed. 
fantastic production companies, theater companies are getting into the mix now, as well as solid voice talent out of either coast. Lots of great people are getting involved in this in this audio drama space, making really good content. And in kind of a hearkening back to the way broadcast television began, you know, the reason we call soap operas soap operas is they were long-form content that was sponsored by a soap company. That's how they began. Soap companies wanted to distribute, they wanted to use this new medium as television, but they didn't have advertising yet because nobody was watching. You had to bring the audience first and so sponsor an entire episode so they could run commercials in the episode. That's kind of how the whole thing began. We're seeing something similar in podcasting where corporations want to play in the podcasting space more than just, here's the business card. So they're now sponsoring shows or they're commissioning, is a better way to say it, they're actually commissioning content that feels like any other podcasting content. Audio drama is one. one. A lot of companies are doing that now. They're also, I'll give you an example, Slack. Very cool app called Slack. Communications tool, because people like me that hate email, we love Slack, lots of things you can do. So instead of doing a, a show that is all about how to use Slack, which would make obvious sense, Slack took a different approach for their first season, which was back in 2015, 16, I think. And they made a really cool podcast where they basically featured not people using the tool, but they featured interesting people in the organization, other customers who were users of Slack, but they never really talked about the, the segments of the show weren't about how that company uses Slack. It was about how that company just does business. There were segments of people who work at Slack that they found interesting. It was called the Slack Variety Pack. It was a variety show just featuring customers and associates of Slack, really not talking about Slack at all. Now, in that case, their strategy was clear, but it wasn't showing. It wasn't so glaringly obvious, like, oh, man, you did a little ham-fisted, heavy-handed. That's what I mean by your strategy is showing. When you're being too obvious, too clever, and not just letting the content be what the content is. So Slack did a good job. And their, their next season, which was called uh, Work in Progress or something along those lines, a, a little less successful, in my opinion, a little less interesting and engaging. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, I don't know that the strategy was actually showing or not, but but that's an example of one. But I've heard, and I'm not going to call anybody out specifically because that would be dumb on my part. I, I know that some companies get into the game, and let's say they want to sponsor, they want to commission a comedy podcast. Let's say, for example, that General Motors... I'm totally riffing here. Let's say that General Motors wants to get into the podcasting game. They see the comedy podcast going crazy, and they say, we're going to commission a comedy show. We see what the guys and gals at Maximum Fun are doing, and we're going to do something like that, except we're going to have our own comedy hour brought to you by General Motors. Terrible name for a show, but they, and they wouldn't do that because then it's really shown. So they bring in these comedians, they do specials, they do all the various things, they find the, the comedians on the, on the internet who are doing shows, and they say, hey, we want you to do stuff with us. But what we want you to do, we want to make sure all of your jokes are about cars. Strategy is showing. And even worse, 
all of your jokes, we want to make sure they're all about our competitors' cars. Maybe a little more clever, but again, strategy is shown. You've got to be careful when you're trying to glam on to something new in the podcasting space, be it a comedy program, be it an audio drama, being it the journalistic attempts, putting your company in too much to where it's obvious and ham-fisted. You know what ham-fisted means, right? Like instead of hands like this, it's like a, it's a ham that you buy at a store. It's too big, too blundering as we go through and do things. And I think that happens. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it happen more and more where it's pretty obvious what they're trying to, what the sponsoring company is trying to do. And that's a bit of a challenge. There's no easy way around it. So just make sure if you're not going to take this straightforward, look, we're a company and we're going to make a podcast about our company and the people who care will listen. That's one option. But if you want to go the other way, you want to build a blockbuster. You want to get the thing that gets to the top page of Apple Podcasts. You want to build something that gets 50 or 100,000 downloads every week. You're not going to get that probably by just talking about your product. You get that way by producing general purpose content that the wide audience might be interested in. In one of these new growing fields, true crime, audio drama, comedy, investigative journalism. If you're going to do that, do that. Produce that show. Be known as a producer and a sponsor and a supporter of those things. But make sure that your strategy isn't showing. Because it'll become obvious and you'll turn people off. It's happened to me. Hey, if you need help figuring that out as a business, come to me early, would you? That'd be helpful. Come to me early. Because I launch podcasts and I work with small businesses, professional providers, and I help them make shows for firms that lead to tangible business results. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro. Podcastlaunch.pro is the website. I'll be back tomorrow with another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com.
If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.